0: Welcome
1: to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss
0: Kimberly. Oh, Judy, what a joy it is to talk to you today. I'm just thinking it's the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know what? I so look
1: forward to our conversation. I mean, it's like a highlight of my week. And I have to say, it's such a joy, as our listeners probably have figured out by now, sometimes you Sort of lead and facilitate. Sometimes I sort of lead and facilitate, and so I feel like, especially when you are leading, it is such a gift for me. I get to just like dive in and be taught by and and just take in what God has shared with you. So thank you in advance for today. Looking forward to it. Um, before we get started, though, I'd like to open in prayer. If that's cool with you.
0: Oh, absolutely. We can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. So, yes, sister.
1: Boy, is that true. Father, we bow. We bow before you in such gratitude for the privilege of bowing before you, the great I am. May we never take that lightly, Lord. And we do. We come before you flippantly sometimes. We come before you impatiently sometimes. But in this moment, we come before you in profound gratitude, seeking your spirit, seeking your truth, asking that you would speak through Kim and I, words that stir our listeners. And we know that that's going to happen, because A, your spirit is alive and well, and your word is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword to pierce the heart of men and women. Pierce our hearts today, Lord. Pierce our hearts. Stir us. May your word make us different in an hour than we are right now. May we come out of this time changed by your holiest of spirits for we ask in the name and the power of the risen jesus christ amen
0: oh amen sister oh i felt the power even as you are praying and just in thanksgiving to the lord who stirs us up through his word and that's what we're focusing on in this session As you may know, for those of you who have been listening to our previous sessions, the last few sessions anyway, they have been based on my book, which is entitled, God's Word is Food. And it's actually based on Job chapter 23, verse 12, which reads, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And God's Word is food is actually challenging believers for 90 days to consume God's Word as much or more than our physical food. And in the last session we discussed, the session was entitled Water into Wine. And Judy and I, the Holy Spirit revealed to us that the wine symbolizes the celebratory change expected in the believer's life once Jesus becomes a part of it because change is expected. And in this session, we're actually going to talk about another item on our menu of God's Word is food. And the item is not just water, but it's living water. Last week, we talked about Jesus' miracle of water into wine. But now we're going to go back and look at the water, living water. And in this session, we're going to talk about the fact that living water brings times of refreshing to us. And those times of refreshing come from learning to rest in the Lord and receive strength and supply from him to meet our daily needs. And this is the scripture, our focus scripture for this particular session. And it comes from John chapter 4, verse 10. The scripture reads, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And Jesus was actually speaking to the Samaritan woman and we're going to come back to her and how she was longing, how she was thirsty for times of refreshing. And how Jesus gave that to her through the living water. So we're going to be talking also about this confession. And this is the confession for this session this week. And here it is. I possess abundant gifts from God. I have a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. In God's very name, I am is the promise of his presence. In any situation I am facing, I have the spirit of truth inside of me, and I have his word by which to live. I am blessed because my delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law I meditate day and night. I am like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever I do prospers. And once again, this confession is actually in my book, God's Word is Food. And so we do want to confess statements that are in line with what God's Word says, who we are in Him. And this is why we're meditating on the living water today. As you know, modern life is like a desert. And the cares of this world can drain us dry and weigh us down, such as politics or crime or economic concerns. And and these concerns leave many people feeling worried and anxious. But God himself has given us the means to refresh ourselves and to gain strength through life trials, through the living water of his presence, and through our relationship with him. And what I'd like you to do is just think about the story. Of how God first appeared to Moses in the burning bush, and that is in Exodus chapter three. God revealed a name concerning himself. He revealed himself as I am all uppercase letters. And I am is the promise of God's presence in your presence. I'm going to say that again. I am is the promise Of God's presence in your presence. Because so often when we're facing challenges in our present, our eyes are trained on ourselves. But when we think about God's name of I am, we think about his presence in our presence, which means that we do not face our challenges alone. God always was. God is and God ever shall be. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. What matters is that I am is present in your present. So let's consider these statements. I am is the source of your identity. I am is the source of your confidence. I am is the source of your faith. I am is the source of your peace. I Am is the source of your job. I Am is the source of your strength. I Am is the source of your deliverance. I Am is the source of your health. I Am is the source of your finances. I Am is the source of your relationships. And I Am is the source of your life, which brings us back to God's presence. In your presence is the living water of which we are speaking of. And when we think about God's name of I am, it is just filled with such promise and knowing God as our source of everything. So, Sister Judy, as as you're thinking about God's name of I am, what thoughts come up for you in meditating on that? I can't talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your words and your insights and your wisdom from the word and contemplating the great I am leaves me speechless. I need to reiterate a couple of things that you said because they leave me speechless. They're so profound. I am is the promise of God's presence in your presence, brothers and sisters if you listen to our podcast on sprinkled clean or read my book you know my thorn in the flesh my weakness my sin let's call it my sin is i can trigger to anger and like pretty easily <laughs> like it doesn't take much and This is on top of scriptures for sure, but this is such a profound sentence. When I'm getting ready to rip someone a new head or say something I will regret, I am is the promise of God's presence in my presence in this moment. When you are getting ready to eat something because you are ruffled, you are stirred up. You are angry. You are lonely. You are anxious. You are whatever you are in the present. I am is there with you. And Kim, I also am just, just touched by listening to, by the three words, the source of the source. That is the source. It's where it comes from. And then you identified so. So thoroughly and, and so deliberately, our identity, our confidence, our faith, our peace, our strength, he is the source. So just thinking about your word really um, is impactful to me. The other thing I would say to answer your question about thoughts about the great I am, it's interesting that you bring this today. Because this, just this very, just this very morning in our, in my quiet time, I was reading, uh, and I was led to it through a circuitous route, but I was, I read Zechariah 9-9. And Zechariah was one of the prophets in the Old Testament and his ministry started in 520 BC. So before Christ, he's like 500 years before Christ. And his ministry started at 520. So so this passage was written, let's just say, between 520 and 540 or 50. I mean, who knows? We don't know when this passage was written. But it was before Christ, like 500 years. He wrote this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey, 500 years before Jesus. Now fast forward, Jesus is born, Mark 4, 37 to 40, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so the disciples are in the boat, Jesus is in the boat with them, he's taking a little nappy nap, so that the boat was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a cushion and they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke. Okay. These are two different things. I'm, I didn't finish the first one, but anyway, I'm going to tell you this. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So first of all, back to Zechariah. what we know is Jesus entered on Palm Sunday. On a donkey i thought i had written that down so sorry to to read that. and then the second one was that windstorm and jesus said you know they're all they've been hanging out with them for what two three years and there's a storm and they're all peter do you not care that we are perishing like listeners Mm. have you ever said that Mm. father do you not care i'm going through this issue do you not care i'm lonely do you not care i'm struggling financially do you not care that I was just, that I'm, my plane is three hours late. Do you not care? And this is what he said. Peace. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Mm. Have you still no faith? Wow. So first, back to Zachariah. Jesus coming was promised 500 years to the detail of he's going to come into town on a donkey. And that promise is fulfilled. So I'm sitting there this morning reading that going, how can somebody not believe that Jesus is the Messiah? And then we have these stories. And Jesus said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Kim, it goes back. Do we forget he is the great I am
0: mm-hmm. absolutely, sister, and we're not alone. I am is a present statement, and remember the scripture that says he's a present help in the time of trouble present he's there, he's here with us and and. Present! Present, yes, I love I, <laughs> I love it, I love it, And that's the thing when we face challenges, when we're feeling thirsty for God, I am is there. We focus on His name, His character, and and we ask that the Lord refresh us with His spirit, and He will pour it out to us on overflowing. So these are some questions, Judy, and I thank you so much for offering that insight. And it just amazes me once again about how God knows the end from the beginning, that 500 and something years before Jesus came, that it was already prophesied how he would come into the world or how he would reveal himself um, to the people of, of Jerusalem. He would be celebrated as the Messiah. So that is just so wonderful. And one of the things that I would like our listeners to consider, even as we meditate, name I am, is um, I have a couple of questions. Are you seeking for security and fulfillment apart from God? The second one is, are you seeking it in material possessions, addictions, or, or in relationships? We talked about the Samaritan woman in our focus scripture and Jesus got all up into her business when she was at the the woman in the well. And that was in John chapter four. And he met her at the well. And he told her she she was there to draw water. But he was telling her that I have living water for you. And the thing is, he also told her, go get her husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, well, it's true that you have five. And the man that you got now isn't your husband. I'm like, wow, he really got into her business. But she was thirsty. She was clearly looking for something in all of these different relationships. And she hadn't found it yet, but she did find it in the Messiah in Jesus Christ. And this is one thing that I want to share with you a scripture. And it's Jeremiah chapter 213. And he was speaking of Israel. And this is a question that should sober us all. And this is what it says. It says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And to me, when we seek for security or or seek fulfillment apart from God, that is the same thing as attempting to dig your own cistern as the Israelites did. And you're going to find, like I did through emotional eating, that this approach does not hold water. And, Judy, it's so easy. so easy for us as believers to sometimes seek security and fulfillment apart from God. And I'm just curious about why do you believe that is? How have you, what type of experience have you had in this area? So just to reiterate
1: your question or to expand on your question, what I'm hearing you say is why do we pursue false gods? Why do we choose foods that are unfulfilling? Why do we look to anything other than the great I am who has promised to be present in our presence, Mm -hmm. why do we seek anything else? Yep. And I think there are a lot of reasons, candidly. Satan is alive and well. And he loves to deceive us. And look at Eve. I need that apple. And, you know, God was clear, anything but that tree. And she says, no, that's the one I want. And so we think we need, I need that food, I need my quiet, I need that man, I need that money, I need, I need, I need, I need. So I need that. And Satan makes it, really stirs the pot to convince you, you need that and you need that right now. So I think that's one. I think another one is old scars. You know, as I started digging up sort of some of the things that that were some of the roots of my need for quiet and my need for control is having had a childhood and a family life in my childhood that was very chaotic and very tumultuous. So, so those are old scars that clearly haven't completely healed and, and have not been covered by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God. So old scars lead us to, uh, do things or say things or think things that are counter to the great I am is with me. And let's just call it the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. The world, the flesh, yep. is the devil. And the flesh is impatient, it's greedy, it's gluttonous, it's judgmental, it's fearful, it's anxious. That is our DNA. So unless we are proactive with the word, calling on the spirit, bowing in humility, that's what's going to come up is the flesh and all the ugly that comes along with that. And then look at Our Boys in the Boat, which, by the way, that was a great book. If you've never read The Boys in the Boat, got to read that. That was a little side note. Okay, but back to The Boys in the Boat with Jesus. They were crazy. Don't you care that we're drowning? (laughs) They had the great I am in their boat. And they did not believe A he loved them, B would or and B would save them and was sovereign even over the wind. So so I think that's another reason why we don't believe in the great I am caring for us is we, we either don't believe he loves us, and that can go back to childhood and all kinds of stuff, and yep. or we don't believe he cares, just like those disciples. Don't you care that we're drowning? <laughs> we say that all the time, don't we? Don't you care that I'm drowning? And he, oh, ye of little, when will you believe? And then, you know, I think the last thing, and I'm sure it's not the last thing, but it's the last thing I thought of, and that is just control versus trust there is something about us that we just want to have our little ducks in a row and we want to have everything this, that, you know, we want to be in control and we want to be in control of our finances and we want to be in control of our schedule and we want to be in control of the people who we hang out with and the people we don't hang out with. And we want to be in control, you know, how long church goes. And the pastor speaks 10 minutes overtime, You're like, up, 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 let's get going because I'm ready to go. we want to be in control instead Mm -hmm. of, Trusting the great I am.
0: Amen, sister. And I think sometimes, too, is that we forget about God's character. You know, I always think about John 3, 16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life and you mention about people sometimes doubting God's love for them well right there it says for God so loved you know you could just pause right there his motivation for sending Jesus Christ as our lord and savior was because of love that he loved and you say it like the disciples don't you care of course he loves us of course he cares he's like any good loving father and so i mentioned that We need to focus during those times of wanting to create our own cistern to put the focus back on I am. As I mentioned before, it's God's promise of his presence in our present. So when we meditate on I am, it takes on new power and strength. We possess the strength of God, because his spirit is in us. And my husband, Mike, when we talked about this, this has been many years ago when I first wrote the God's Word is Food book, and I shared these I Am statements I mentioned earlier in this podcast, but he had his, his own contribution to this. And these are some of the statements that he wrote as he meditated on I Am. And and I want you to think about big I am in all uppercase letters and little I am, which is how we speak about ourselves. Little I am versus big I am. So listen to these statements. I am, little I am, the creation of God, which means I am in God, the creation of God. Next statement. I am, little I am. The child of God who is big I am. I am in God, the child of God. Another statement. I am, little I am, loved by God, big I am. I am in God, loved by God. I am, little I am, that's me, blessed by God, big I am. I am in God, blessed by God. I am, Little I am known by God. Big I am. I am in God known by God. I am, again, little I am, me, visited by God daily. That's big I am. I am in God visited by God daily. I am, again, I said that's me, but that's us. Under God's divine protection, big I am. We are under big I am's divine protection. I am in God, under God's divine protection. And then finally, I am, that's us, little little I am, educated by God. We are in God, educated by God. Jesus is divine. We're the branches, and without him, we can do nothing. This is living water, which is his life flowing through us. Living water. So these are some questions, and and I'd like you to consider, as we're meditating on God's name of I Am. So these are questions that I'd like you to jot down, and just think about it, meditate on this. In what things have you sought? Security apart from God in the past. And and Judy said and, and trigger to anger for her, for me, it was emotional eating. Number two, how would your life change if you grounded your identity in God with those statements? Like I just said, little I am versus big I am. Knowing that his spirit is on the inside of us and we can face any challenge that life throws at us in recognition that God is with us and in us. And then finally, number three, how can you ensure that you set time aside each day to regularly commune with God? Remember that he gives us his promise of his presence in our presence. And the scripture says that it is in his presence that we have fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So, my challenge to you, even as we get ready to close, but to resolve as we're going through this challenge to set aside regular time to commune with God through the study of his word. And and I want you to think about the fact that this is not optional. If you desire to live a, a powerhouse life in, in the Lord and glorify him and and reflect his glory to those people that you meet to whom he has given you opportunity to share your story and share about what the Lord has done in your life, this is not optional. Spending time in God's word is as essential to your spiritual life as water is to your physical life. And we know that we cannot live without natural water. So I challenge you, and and we're going to pray about this actually when we close, but that you begin to see that spending time in God's Word, meditating on it, allowing His Spirit to illuminate the meaning of what you're studying, that is so refreshing. Times of refreshing belong to you in the Lord's presence. That's what living water is all about. We're not content with a trickle of God's Spirit when abundance is available. So, Judy, I'd like you to give any final thoughts that you may have about living water through the Lord's presence in your presence.
1: Well, and I would love to do that. I would also throw out that you have created a challenge for us, a 90-day challenge, that we treasure the word, his word, God's word, more than our necessary food. And I know you would like to hear, I would like to hear stories on how is that going? So if, if any of you out there listening to our podcast have been doing that, this is what week three or four or something. And so if you have been treasuring God's word more than your necessary food, we would like to hear what kind of an impact that has made in your life. So you can either. Contact uh, Kim through TakeBackYourTemple.com or me, HolyHealthClub.com. And then as far as final thoughts on living water, I just want to reiterate Psalm 1 that says it so clearly. It says his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates, chews on, reflects on, thinks about, journals about day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So I would say to all of you listening, be a tree rooted in the river of the living water.
0: Amen, sister. Amen. And we're going to pray about that even as we close here. So thank you so much for those thoughts, such powerhouse um, insight that the Holy Spirit has given to us today. Gracious Heavenly Father in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we always look for, with expectation for what you are revealing to us by your Spirit through your word. And we recognize that we are the blessed ones, that we sit at the table and receive the feast of your word and all the nourishment that comes from it. Lord, we indeed are like trees planted by the rivers of water that receive living water from you that brings forth fruit in its season, fruits of love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness. And faithfulness and gentleness and self-control against such there is no law. So we yield to it. We receive and abundant fruit is born by your spirit that brings glory to you, Lord. And we thank you so much that even as we have our relationship with other people, that through us they can taste and see that you are good. We thank you for giving us the promise of your presence in our presence and have that comfort that through the living God and and your Holy Spirit within us, that he is the spirit of life. He illuminates the dark places that we might encounter. And we know that when we come into those places that we illuminate that through the life of light that is in us. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for being with us today, Lord, because you said that where two or three are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst of them, and there's Judy, and there's me, and all of our listeners. So we know that you are here with us. Lord, we just ask that you create a hunger in our listeners and continue to nurture the hunger within ourselves for more and more of your presence. We thank you so much, Lord, that you made us a promise and you said that blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And Lord, we are confident that you fill us up to overflowing. Thank you so much, Lord. Continue to be glorified in our lives. Help us to embrace each day, knowing that each day has its own victories, its own challenges to obtain. And let us never be content to receive a trickle of your spirit when abundance is available. We want everything that you have in mind for us, things that you had in mind for us before the foundation of the world. Thank you, Lord, for being our loving Father who cares for us in all matters, both big and small. We thank you and we praise you. We honor you. We glorify you in Jesus's mighty name. Amen. Amen, sister. I am touched.
1: My heart is stirred and I'm sure those who have been listening feel like they need to just go and sit on a rock and express their gratitude to the great I am for his goodness. So thank you for sharing and leading us today.
0: Thank you, sister. I appreciate you for yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit and, and sharing the revelations that he has given to you as well. Thank you, Lord. We just are just in awe for the power that you always show up with when when you come into these sessions, for the wisdom, for the revelation that you share with us. So, Sister, thank you so much for taking this journey with me and refreshing and encouraging uh, the listeners that we have. And I'm eager to hear from you next week and for us to talk about stirring words and see what the Lord has in mind for us. I love you very much, and you have a wonderful week. And
1: you, Lord willing, we'll chat next week. Okay. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word.